a song that saved me through a time. You know how music does that? I was dealing with loss, with pain, and I heard this song and it blew my soul wide open. It became my anthem. It rescued me. And I just kept wondering, who could write this? What did they have to go through to be able to give this gift to me? This is hope, pure hope. It's an amazing song. It just kind of happened. <laughs> Lyrics took about 10 minutes, I guess. Music took about the same. Art, you didn't write this song in 10 minutes. It took a lifetime. How'd you do this? I can only imagine. What a powerful song. Thanks so much for being here this weekend. God is good. And all the time. You, you could have been a lot of places today, but whether you're watching online here on campus, different sites around the Bay, you chose to create space to come and meet God in this moment. Can we give God praise for the Cathedral family? Way to go, Cathedral. Amen. And we've been in this series called Cathedral at the Movies, and we've looked at the Incredibles, how you can live an incredible life once you lock into the GPS that God has given to you, you're on your way. Then we looked at Mission Impossible, how with man it may be impossible, but with God all things are possible because we serve an amazing God. And then last week we talked about the original fallen kingdom, how when sin entered the world, it messed up everything, but Jesus came to reverse the curse, to restore and renew the kingdom, that sin will not have the last word in our world, Jesus will have the last word in our world. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This past week, we even had a creation care challenge, and I, the last part of that challenge was to plant something in your yard, and so I'm not very good at gardening, but I decided to jump in, and you can see me planting something in our yard with a little assist from my wife. I planted something. Are you ready for a praise report? Are you ready for a praise report? After one day, it's still alive. Amen. <laughs> it's on life support, but it's still alive. Amen. A cathedral of faith, anything is. Possible. It's still alive, amen. And that brings us to this week. This week as we jump into a film that took everybody by surprise this year. Have you noticed how many faith-related films are coming out of Hollywood these days that even in Hollyweird, God is still at work? Can somebody say amen? Yeah. God is still at work. And one film that just blew away everyone in terms of box office surprise was I Can Only Imagine. They made the film for $7 million. It's earned around the world $85 million. People of faith enjoy a good film. Amen. Amen. 
And I want to take the phrase for the message right from the title of that film, Imagine. Imagine. Say that with me. Imagine that God would work in the area of our imagination today to meet us in this moment. In fact, I'm going to invite everybody, if you would, let's stand together to read the Word of God from Ephesians 3.20. Dr. Wayne read it earlier in the service, and I'd like us to read it out loud together and fill this place with the Word of God. Would you say it with me? I pray that Christ Jesus and the church will forever bring praise to God. His power at work in us can do far more than we dare ask or imagine. Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. God, thank you for this moment in time. We're so grateful to have another day, another day that you've blessed us with. And I surrender this time to you. Thank you for the wonderful family here at Cathedral of Faith. Thank you for guests and family and friends that are here with us. And I pray that in the next few moments, we would hear the one thing that we need to hear, that Holy Spirit, you would bring that truth into our life and that we would leave here transformed because by the power of the Spirit working through the Word, God, you are changing our lives in the best kind of way. We pray this in Jesus' name for Jesus' glory. All God's people said, amen. Amen. One more time, can we give God praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, stretch your imagination. What God wants to work in the area of our imagination today, imagine that. Before you're seated, tell somebody, imagine that. Go ahead. Imagine that. That God would work in the area of our imagination today. And so it's a different kind of message with a little help from this table and the points on your outline and the screen behind me. I want to walk with you through the story of this film that God would speak to us and change our lives in the best kind of way. It starts by stretching our imagination, stretching our imagination. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, can we bring that up? Where there is no vision, the people perish. The area of vision and dreams and imagination. The movie is based on the true story of a young man by the name of Bart who went on to write the song, I Can Only Imagine. And in the film, the first clue as to Bart's destiny is when he was just a little boy, he would carry one of these around wherever he went. Does anybody recognize this? This is a cassette player. We are talking old school. How many remember a cassette player? Let me see. You guys are almost as old as I am. Amen. And so he carries this cassette player around with him wherever he goes, but he doesn't pursue music. Instead, he pursues football because all the men in his family, it's all about football. And so he pursues football and then he gets injured. And the injury opens the door to his destiny. Has that ever happened to you? 
where one door closes in your life, but then God opens up another door, a bigger door, a better door. Amen. Who can say it's a bad day until all the days have been added up? His football career is ended, but he pursues music. He goes to a drama class he has to attend, and the teacher believes he can sing. He doesn't believe it, but the teacher sees something in him that he doesn't see in himself. And so she cast him in the musical. And when Bart steps on the stage to sing, it's an aha moment for him that God stretches his imagination and puts in him a desire to pursue music. And what if this weekend God was to do that in your life, that God wanted to stretch your imagination? Before my world changes out here, my world has to change in here. Everything starts with a dream. Think about it. Every invention that's ever been created, every film that's ever been made, every business that's ever been started, every ministry that's ever been launched, before you see it out here, it starts in here. Even the world that we live in, it started in the imagination of God. And if I want my world to change out here, I have to allow God to stretch my imagination in here. Tony Campola says this. He says, here is the good news of the gospel. We have a Jesus who creates dreams and visions for us. That's the God that we serve. Does God want to stretch your imagination today? This happened to a young man named Christopher, who's a part of our church, that he was working for a big high-tech company, but then God stretched his imagination to start his own company. That at is a courageous step of faith. When you walk away from the big high-tech company to start out on your own faith journey and begin your own company, it was a huge step of faith, but this is what God had put into his heart. And so he courageously took that step of faith. And through hard work and through perseverance and the blessing of God, boy, that company has started to take off. In the last two weeks, it's been featured in, I mean, TechCrunch and eWeek magazine. They have like 30 million subscribers. And Christopher, well, this is what one of the headlines said, meet the black entrepreneur whose groundbreaking technology is helping Chevron and other Fortune 500 companies. Can we give God praise? When you take a step of faith, amen. In fact, Christopher's right up here over here. Would you stand up, Christopher? Way to go, Christopher, yeah. That's awesome, buddy. I would explain the technology to you, but I can't understand it. Amen. But God wasn't through with Christopher and stretching his imagination because he began to think, what if Cathedral had a ministry that helped others who wanted to create their own business to help encourage them and support them and equip them? And so this fall, get ready, Cathedral of Faith, 
Christopher and Dr. Wayne have been working on it. We are starting the entrepreneur ministry here at Cathedral of Faith that's going to help others follow their dream. Hallelujah! Wouldn't it be great if the next big thing in the valley came out of the ministry right here at Cathedral of Faith? Why not? We serve an amazing God. Where does God want to stretch your imagination today? The Bible says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you what? Think. So this may be the takeaway for you today. God's wanting to stretch your imagination. Before I can see it out here, I have to see it in here. Imagine that. Say that with me. Imagine that. Now, the next... uh, The next part of the story has to do with guarding your imagination, guarding your imagination, because you're going to run into people. Well, the Bible says this about the importance of guarding your heart. It says, above all else, guard your heart in Proverbs, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. Say that with me. Guard your heart. When God gives you a dream in your heart, you have to guard it. I have a wonderful daughter, and you can see a picture of of her family right up here. And my daughter, Lauren, and my grandson, Eli, they were having a conversation a while back. And my grandson, he loves football. I mean, he loves football. He loves watching football. He loves going to games. He loves playing football. And so he was signed up to play flag football, and he was playing flag football. And then one day he comes up to my daughter, and he says, I want to play tackle. And my daughter says, well, right now you can play flag, but when you get to high school, then I'll let you play tackle. And he says, Mom, it's my dream. It's my dream. You're crushing my dream, right? You know how kids can be? I mean, they get excited, and it was a cute kind of fun thing. But when it happens in the film, oh my. It's not cute at all. Because the dad, he's an angry, bitter, abusive dad who beats his son who physically beats his son over and over and over again. Mom left a long time ago. It's just father and son. Not only does he beat him up on the outside, he beats him up on the inside. And anytime Bart starts to have a dream, the dad just crushes it over and over and over. In one part of the the film, the dad puts it this way. He says, dreams do not pay the bills. Nothing good comes from it. All it does is keep you from knowing what is real. Just crushing Bart's dreams. The dad has a little bit of what I call a crab pot mentality. Have you heard that phrase before? There's something called a crab pot mentality, and the phrase comes from the idea that you can put crabs in a bucket and leave the lid off the top because if a crab tries to crawl out of the bucket and it can crawl out 
it won't be able to because the other crabs will grab onto it and pull it back down into the bucket. So if the crab has a dream to climb out of the bucket, the other crabs say, we're stuck in here. You're going to be stuck in here too. And they pull you right back down. The dad was not living his dream. And so he was bitter. And he pulls his son back down into that bucket. That's why when somebody, friend, when you have a dream in your heart, you are going to rump in to that crab pot mentality. And when you start to try to reach for your dream, other people are going to try to pull you back down into that pot. And when they do, you have to, well, you have to take the words of the great theologian Taylor Swift and put them into action. Taylor Swift says, the player's going to play, play, play. The hater's going to hate, hate, hate. But baby, I'm just going to shake, shake, shake. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Can somebody say amen? Shake it off. I'm guarding that dream. I'm climbing out of that bucket. Now, this is what, well, in my book, I, I, I tell a story about a, a, a lady by the name of Stacy. And Stacy was, she went away to college and she went on spring break with her friends and they were going rock climbing. She'd never done it before. And boy, when she did that for the first time, it just, she got bit by the rock climbing bug and she was passionate about it. So she kept rock climbing. Eventually she started climbing mountains. And one day she decided, I want to climb the tallest mountain in the world, Everest. The first time she tried, she failed. They got up on the mountain, a storm hit and they had to hide in the cave. But the next year, she tried again. And after almost a month of being on the mountain, there she was standing on top of the world, 29,000 feet high. Stacy became the first American woman to stand on top of Mount Everest. What a great thing to be a person who breaks barriers. But here's what she said about climbing out of the bucket. She said, sometimes in your life, it's okay not to listen to what other people are saying. If I had listened to other people, I would not have climbed. Maybe God's speaking to your heart today because you have a dream, but others are trying to pull you down. When they criticize your dream or laugh at your dream or take away your dream, make a decision Today, that you are going to shake it off because Jesus has a great future ahead for you. The Bible says a thief is only there to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Can we give God praise? Amen. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. Guard your heart. Imagine that. Imagine that. Say that with me. Imagine that. What's God wanting to speak to you about today? Is it about stretching your imagination? Is it about guarding your heart? Imagine, you know, guarding your imagination. Or maybe it's about this bat right here. Imagine letting go. Imagine letting go. 
What would that look like? In, in the film, the dad eventually becomes a follower of Jesus. And Jesus is at work changing his life. He begins to pray that his son would one day return back home. And his son does. And at breakfast, he prays and it shocks his son. You can see it for yourself. say grace what I'll do it Uh, God it's me here Arthur I want to thank you for answering my prayer and uh, rub it up dub thanks for the grub amen Oh, you got to love that. Just being real and raw and authentic before God. You know, he, he wants to make things right with God, and he wants to make things right with his son. And yet the son has this history, right? All these years of getting abused and all of these bad memories with his dad. And when his dad asked the son to forgive him, the, dad, the son says no. He says, God can forgive you, but I can't. He has so much bitterness toward his dad. And you fast forward to a scene where the dad is, is on the ground in a barn. And the son has the bat in his hands. And the dad says, go ahead. Go ahead and hit me. See, he had beat his son, and now, well, he deserves to be hit back. And it's a very critical moment as Bart is standing there with the bat over his dad. And then Bart, he does this. He lets go of the bat. And he walks over, and he puts his arms around his dad. And that starts a new chapter, a new season in their relationship. He goes on to have a new future with his dad and a new future in his career. Because once he lets go of the bat, he's able to run toward his future. And maybe that's the takeaway for you this weekend. That that you came in here with a bat on your shoulder... And it's keeping you from taking hold of the new chapter in your life. Jesus once talked about this very thing. He talked about a man who had received forgiveness but would not give it. He talked about a man who had received mercy but would not show it. And when the king heard about the man, how he had received so much grace but had not shown any grace... All he wanted was his pound of flesh. The king said this. Jesus said, the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And that is the thing about bitterness and unforgiveness. When you carry that bat around, it keeps you in prison. It keeps you tortured. 
You can't take hold of the new chapter, the new season in your life, as long as you're holding on to the bat. This is the weekend to let go of the bat. If you came into the room with a bat on your shoulder, I I found this picture of a guy. He said, I wish you were a pinata. I mean, we, we've all felt that way at times. Somebody hurts us, we want to hurt them back. Somebody hits us, we want to hit them back. Somebody strikes us, we want to strike them back. Whether it was last month or last year or 20 years ago, friend, time does not heal all wounds, but Jesus does. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> Jesus does. And if Jesus, if you give Jesus something to work with, And what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is doing this right here. It's letting go. It's giving up your right to strike back and surrendering that to God. And when I let go of the bat, I am free to run toward my future. Your destiny is too important to hold on to that bat anymore. Imagine yourself this weekend The Bible puts it this way, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as any types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can we praise God for the forgiveness that we find in Jesus? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Imagine that. Would you say that with me? Imagine that. What's the takeaway for you this weekend? Is God stretching your imagination? Or do you need to guard your imagination from those who are trying to pull you back down and steal away your dreams? Or do you need to let go of that bat so you can run toward your future? Imagine yourself letting it go. And then finally, the final takeaway has to do with This rope right here, imagine a life that never ends. Look at what the Bible says in Corinthians. It says, no one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Let me ask you a question. How many love God this weekend? You love God. Imagine a life that never ends. Oh my. In the film, one of the last things that happens is that the dad passes away from cancer. And it doesn't seem fair to Bart. He finally has the relationship he's wanted with his dad all his life. And now his dad is taken away. And yet in his sorrow, God gives him a song. Somebody needs to know that this weekend. In your sorrow, God can meet you in that moment and give you a song. And God gives him a song. And on a bus, he begins to imagine what his dad is experiencing in heaven. And on that bus, he writes the song, I can only imagine. And that song became the most played song in the history of Christian music. Can we give God praise? You never know what God is going to bring out of your sorrow. That even the sorrow of death 
God gives us a song because as a follower of Jesus, death does not have the last word. Life has the last word. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. That when this life on earth is over, that we have a life that goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. To help you imagine that this weekend, I'm going to ask Pastor Rick to come out and Give me a hand. Pastor Rick does such a great job. Let Pastor Rick know how much you appreciate him. He does a great job here at Cathedral. And we've got some rope here. And Pastor Rick, if you'll take that rope down the aisle. And it's a, now this is what you call a rope. This is a lot of rope. Look at Pastor Rick go. There he goes down the aisle. Keep going, keep going, keep going. He's going down the aisle all the way out the back door. Keep going, keep going, keep going. There he is. He's heading right now. He's going out the front door. He's on his way to Jack in the Box. Amen. (laughs) Bring me back a jumbo, Jack. Amen. Okay, everybody lock in with me right here. This is so important. Our life is this piece of tape. This piece of tape. Whether you live 20 years, 40 years, 80 years, I found a picture of the oldest person in the world. You can see right up here the oldest person. (laughs) I just feel like the oldest person. But the actual oldest person in the world is a lady by the name of Tanaka. She is 115 years old. That is old. 115. Wow. I'm just a kid. Amen. Even if you live to 115, this is our life. Right here. But when this life is over, this is eternity. It goes on and on and on and on. Eternity with Jesus forever. I hope that will radically change your perspective. Even of the suffering you you and I face here on earth. That's why the Bible says even if we suffer for this amount of time compared to the eternity that we have ahead of us, what we suffer now is nothing to be compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. Can somebody give God praise? Hallelujah. And even in our suffering, God can take your suffering and bring a song out of it. Someone really needs to know that this weekend. Bring your suffering to God, and God can take your suffering and bring a song out of it. Pastor Vaughn recently lost his nephew. He was very close to his nephew, and it was horribly painful. But God can meet you in that moment, and out of that suffering, God can give you a song. Listen Pat, to Pastor Vaughn tell you about his journey. June 14th, um, I received a phone call from my sister 
First thing she said was, John's dead. Still remember the day he was born. Just remember holding him. And I remember that was the first time I ever felt in my, uh, in my own life that like, I really want to be a father. Because he was kind of like, in some ways he almost felt like a son to me. Walked into their house. All I could say was, I'm so sorry. Shortly thereafter, I said, do you mind if I go into his room? And he said, yeah, sure. You know, it was pretty chaotic and it was messy. And, you know, and holes in the walls and trash on the floor. And, it's like you could feel, you could feel his pain when you were in his room. You could feel his heaviness. You could feel almost a hopelessness that he had carried for years. I remember after kind of picking myself up after a while and looking around the room, I, was, I felt an urge to do something. I went to her and I asked them permission. I was like, would you be okay if I, if I remodeled his room for you? And if I took the space, cleaned it out, and, and didn't make it a place that was a memory of who he was, but made it a memorial of who he is now and where he is now. You know, I was painting and using a roller and going through the, going through the room and we got through one coat and I was going around to finish up the second coat and I got to this one point where there was like a black smudge and I, I couldn't, I hadn't, hadn't seen it there before and then I tried to cover it up again so I, I put a third coat on it and it was, and it was like the paint wouldn't stick to the, to whatever was there, it just kind of kept falling off and then and then I went in, and so after three coats, and then I went in, and, and I looked at it, and I read the words, I am happy. As soon as I saw it, chills just went up my body. I brought my brother-in-law up, and my brother-in-law was like, he looked at it, he's like, how did that get there? And I was like, I don't know, I didn't see it until I've been, I've been trying to cover it up. I saw it sticking through the paint, and I tried to cover it up, and paint won't stick to it and he's like that's John's handwriting it became a place of hope for our family because up until then we know how much how heavy his heart was how he struggled with so much but it was like this message that says you know what yeah this in this life here in this temporal state there was some difficulty but now this is this is me I am happy now and what was profound to me is that I felt like it was we wouldn't have seen that message had we had not put the work in 
And I think so much of the grieving process is so painful for everyone. And so much, there's this initial wave of anger, confusion, um, hurt, loss, pain. But on the other side of that is life like you've never experienced. And you have to be willing to fight that battle with that onslaught of pain, loss, grief, and anger, and hurt, and all of those things to get to the life that lies right behind it on the other side. Amen. Thank you, God, that we are victorious in life and in death because of Jesus. I can only imagine. God literally gave Pastor Vaughn a song out of his sorrow, and he's coming to share that song with you. Open up your heart and let God meet you in this moment.
give God praise. We have victory in life, victory in death. Victory is the word that we find in Jesus. Hallelujah. Imagine that. Wow. Victory. Say that with me. Victory. Let that go in your spirit today, that even in your sorrow, God can give you a song. All God's people said,